Welcome to the Albany Hunter Stories. Now welcome your host, Jenny Polly, and his lovely wife Tracy. I hear she's a lovely girl. <laughs> Alright, welcome to episode 16 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I am uh, joined by my lovely co-host Tracy. Hey everybody! And tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. Typically we tell you uh, some long stories about uh, some phenomenons or uh, uh, some haunted houses or attractions or what have you. Tonight we had a little bit of a different uh, take. We had some situations earlier in the week that kept us from doing the research that we would normally do, and we want to give you guys every bit the show you deserve. And if I can't do the research on it to give you the full facts of what we're going to be talking about that night, I'd just as soon do something a little bit different and pick up next week. So we're going to do a show for you tonight, but we're going to do a lot of personal accounts because people tend to write and say they like it when we talk about the personal stories and things that have happened, and that's what we're going to do tonight. So... I thought uh, it'd be fitting to just be kind of uh, brought in with a little Mr. Toby Keith. I want to talk about me, want to talk about I, want to talk about number one. Oh my, me, my, what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. I like talking about you, 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 usually. But occasionally, I want to talk about me. Thank you, Toby. I didn't actually know Toby or anything. I just played that off of YouTube. So he's not actually here, in case oh, you were wondering. I wish he was here. If you were wondering if he was actually here, but he's not. That would be awesome if he was. Let's get into this a little bit. I've mentioned on the show several times uh, about some of my experiences. I mentioned I've grown up in a haunted house, but we've never really touched on any of the subjects that happened other than the demon story that I felt like outside the window that day. Uh, so we've talked about some other personal experiences with... Uh, Having somebody come to me to say that they were uh, sent there by my mom, which was one, and some situations where some people passed away close to me, and it's like I got an, uh, an electronic message through either the stereos or something like that blaring in the middle of the night to let me know that those things have happened. Yeah, that's that's what's really crazy. So, yeah, Tracy can, can speak for some of the situations oh, yeah. that happened. Uh, both of the situations we've had happened from friends passing away. Um she was actually there to witness the the situations like the when one of my friends passed away at about the same same time same night we had a uh, surround sound go off in the living room it was like you know something like midnight one o'clock in the morning nobody's in the house and it just starts blaring and uh you know that was one in any other situation we had a tv kept cutting itself on and off to the point where we had to unplug it so she got to witness you know both of those happen oh yeah that, that really scared me a lot because i'm like i didn't i have really never experienced anything like that before so and sadly to say that as soon as the stereo thing happened jerry totally just like looked at me and said oh my gosh somebody's passed away or something and i'm like well well whatever that don't make no sense to me and sure enough they did so it was a wide awakening experience to say the least so i'm kind of excited to hear what jerry has to say about his past i uh, don't know everything that happened in his past, you know, of course, before we met. So I'm going to let him continue on. We, I come from a, a very long, uh, I guess, list of family members that I will say have certain gifts, uh, each one kind of different. My grandmother had a unique gift, great-grandmother, I should say. She had a unique gift, and, and you, you know, like I said, I, people can believe what they want to believe. I can go by what I, what I see. Yeah. 
but she had a gift to heal people of, of like burns and what have you. I can remember one time I burnt my hand on a griddle, the wrist part, mm-hmm. and uh, it was burnt pretty bad. And, and she would like take take your hand and she would just like mumble some stuff, kind of whisper some stuff that you never really understood what she was saying, but she was uh, a Cherokee Indian. No. Uh, she was like three quarters Cherokee Indian, and it's, this is where she got this stuff. I mean, and literally, my my hand healed up in like two days. No way. Nothing, nothing there. Not a scar. Not a blister. Nothing. Oh and to, from a from probably the best I can remember, probably a second degree burn. And this was when I was about nine years old. So well, no way. Uh, well, way you're back. lucky then. Yeah, that but, she had that. The but, only experience I had with the sun. Well, it was actually a really bad sunburn. And to this day, I still haven't figured it out. I got like so burnt. That I had this elderly lady come up to me. She said, honey, I know how to fix that. I'm like, what? And I swear, not two seconds later, she pulled my arm out. And she spit right on my arm (laughs) and then rubbed it in. And I was like, what the heck are you doing? She said, no, I'm telling you, that's just going to take the sting right out of that burn. Well, after I was disgusted and like, you're crazy. But anyway, it worked. It seriously did work. I've seen some movies like that, but it usually wouldn't, you know, about well, a sunburner. <laughs> well, I don't really want to know about that, but yeah, it was. It's so funny though the things that people do, the things that people say, and and it's just amazing that they do work. I just didn't interrupt you, but I was just like that just popped in my head, and that happened when I was a little kid as well. I just thought it was so gross, and yeah, it really is gross, actually. It, it's amazing. I mean, my I, I, my great grandma, she had those gifts. To where she could kind of heal people. It, it didn't necessarily have to be burns, but mm. that was kind of like her specialty, so to speak. And well, that's and, awesome. Uh, my my grandma, um, I don't necessarily know that she had anything uh, because it was never really talked about with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was somebody I didn't really care a lot for, so it didn't really matter. Matter, yeah. So whatever, huh? And my mom, on the other hand, she actually had the ability to kind of see stuff. Um, good example: I had a friend come over. He had lost something that was really important to him, and she sat there and just kind of read his palm a little bit, Mm -hmm. and she told him to go home and check in the hall closet on the top shelf. And he went home, checked on the closet on the top shelf, and sure enough, that's where where he was looking for. And he had combed the house over for like three or four days looking for whatever it was. And, you know, little things like that she was able to do. Um, That's great. She was really good at like reading palms and what have you, and so... To me, I guess part of what I got, uh, I won't say, I won't go as far as to say I have a gift by any means. I will say I'm open to stuff. And I think when you're open to stuff, everybody's got a little bit of psychic ability. If you're open enough, things happen. And mm-hmm. with me, I've always been able to, stupid stuff, but like I'm super into music, so I can kind of tell you a song that's getting ready to come on the radio. Or I can just flip it, flip the channel and say, this song's on and flip it and it'll be on. And I have witnessed that too. It is the weirdest thing. He does it like all the time. I don't know how he does it, but he, I mean, he is on it. It's just crazy. And I know some people would say, oh, well, you know, this song gets played 30 times a day. It's it's probably a pretty good guess. But I'd like to give you an example, well, my wife is from a little town called Dry Ridge, and they've got a radio station that plays like this super old country stuff that, that most people today, if you're under the age of 50, you probably don't know any of these songs. And one day we were riding, and I just happened to look at her, and I said, have you ever heard of a song called Running Bear Loves Little White Girl? And I said it was a song I used to listen to, you know, years ago. And don't you know, like five minutes later, this guy came on and played that song. <laughs> I mean, this is a song that I probably haven't heard in 30 years. 
and me mentioning it, and then it was on the radio within like five minutes. I mean, and it's absolutely the truth. It's like I just all I can do is look at him, like, what in the heck? So I've had situations like that, like like I had one time to give you a further example of things like that. I can sense sometimes when there's a problem. Uh, the way way back when I first got out of high school, this is definitely pre cell phone days because I'm 48, so we're talking 30 years ago. I was over at a friend of mine's house. There's me and another friend, and we're over there and we're playing cards and stuff with her. My parents didn't have a clue where I was. I was a typical teenager running around, and we were over having fun. And all of a sudden, we hear this loud boom coming from their laundry room, and a uh, big thing of laundry detergent had fell off a top shelf. Now, they weren't doing laundry, so there was no vibrations or anything going on. It fell off the top shelf onto the washer, and immediately I looked at my friend and said, i got to get home, something's wrong. That was just the initial reaction that I had, and it was like there was no reason for that thing to fall, but it was almost like something let me know. So I get to my dad's house, and which was only about literally seven, eight minutes away. I get to this house, and they're like, we've been looking all over for you. Your uncle has gotten into a major uh, deal. He's got some guy sucker punched him. He came here trying to get your dad's gun, was going after him, and uh, your dad was going with him to uh, to go try to calm the situation down, and wow. but everybody was in an uproar. And uh, But that's a perfect example of something that just, I had a notion. Something happened that gave me a notion something was wrong, and sure enough, something was wrong. Wow, that's so, crazy. But to get back to the haunted part of the house, we're going to have to go back. I was telling you about my great-grandma, the one with the burns. Her her uh, husband, which was my grandpa Troy, great-grandpa Troy, they pretty much raised my mom. Um, she didn't wouldn't raise by her mom. Her mom was uh, not there very often. She was kind of an alcoholic and ran the streets, and she left them to be raised by her grand, uh, grandma and grandpa, and uh, she loved these people to death. Yeah. And her grandpa passed away. I was about 13 years old. We had just moved into this house. I mean, literally, we've probably been there less than three months. Are you talking about the house in Fairdale? Yeah, the oh, house okay. where they Because my parent, my, my dad's lived there since my mom passed away 10 years ago. My dad's lived there now for going on 35 years. Oh, okay. And um, so, you know, we're in the house. And my mom, the one thing she hated was because we moved a decent ways away. It was about 30 minutes away from where her grandma and grandpa lived. Mm-hmm. And that was always one of her concerns because we were always literally right around the corner from Yeah. Her. And so he had cancer, and he passed away, and it devastated my mom. At this point in time, and you'd have to know how my mom was. My mom was one of these people that she was kind of a free spirit. I mean, she'd just pick up and grab the kids, and we'd all take a trip down to Mammoth Cave, which was like an hour and a half away. And, you know, that's the way she was. Let's just get up and go do something. Let's go, go, go. Let's have fun. Mm -hmm. After my grandpa passed away, um, she literally was so devastated to the point to where physical illness came on. I mean, yeah. she got to where she developed esophagitis real bad mm-hmm. to where she couldn't eat anything but baby food because her esophagus, the stomach acids and stuff coming up, just she couldn't swallow anything else without getting choked. Uh, so she was she had to go on like a baby food diet for like six months, constant depression. I mean, it just completely changed the type of person that she was. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, and this is when, this is the first time that anything happened in the house. We were sitting in the living room. It was just myself and her. The television, we had one of those old, old console televisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen these or not, but on top of the, the television, we had, uh, it was like a chair. It looked like a chair, but it was a pin cushion. It was for people who did sewing to where, like the, just picture like a dollhouse chair. 
but it was made of a fabric and a little chair where the seat was it would lift up and you could put your sewing thread and stuff like that but the yeah. whole thing was designed you could just stick needles all over it and that's the way it was designed to be so we had this thing sitting on the uh, the television she that's was, a weird place well it was just it kind of looked like a decoration that's oh. what she used it more was for that for decoration yeah. okay sorry and because she had the little couch and the chair set up they oh, were both up there okay. they, they were cute anyways we had just got through doing some work to the house, so we took the house numbers off, big metal numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were laying there. These metal numbers were laying on top of that chair. So mm-hmm. this thing was weighted down. And there was also a, a bottle of Elmer's glue. Mm-hmm. This, this, is so, this was 35 years ago, but it sticks out so much that I remember every detail. Oh, wow. Now, I'm sitting back on a chair. She's sitting on a couch next to me. So the chair and the couch were kind of next to each other. Mm-hmm. And she's watching the 700 Club, which if you're unfamiliar, the 700 Club, it's a religious show. Mm -hmm. And they tell you there's a prayer line and stuff to call. So she calls this prayer line. And as she's talking to whoever on there, this chair weighted down with these three different metal house numbers and this glue pops up about two feet off of the chair and just lands on the floor and everything just scatters out of it. What the heck? And we just looked at each other. I mean, she dropped the phone and she looked at me and I looked at her and I was like... Oh my God. I was like, that just happened. So that that was the very first thing that happened. So I go to bed that night. She comes in there and wakes me up. It's probably one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm hearing noises upstairs in the attic. Can you come in and sit with me? So I came and sat with her and I was in there for probably 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Not a sound. Didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. So I go back to bed. About two or three nights later, she wakes me up again. I'm hearing those noises in the attic again. Can you please come in the living room? So I go in the living room, not expecting anything. And sure enough, it was just a few minutes later, there was scratching and scooting around. It's, it sounded like somebody was moving heavy furniture. Because you, you could tell like if you've got a floor that's not carpeted and you got uh, a heavy couch or something, and you scoot it across the floor, you get that, you know... Squealing, yeah. squeaking kind of sound. And that's what it sounded like. Now, our attic had no hardwood floors or anything up there. I mean, it was literally just the, the boards going across and the oh. insulation. So there was there, nothing could be scooted across. There's no, it's, it's a low attic, so there's no walking around up there. If you go up there, you have to hunch over and just kind of reach around. God. So there's, there's no moving around up in that attic. It's strictly for storage. Mm-hmm. No clue what this could. It was too loud to be rats or mice or whatever. Oh, if it was a rat, if that oh my god, that would have been a huge. I know rat. you would rather. I would, you would rather it be a, a ghost or a demon than a rat. Uh, yes, I would be totally moving out of that house. I will take a demon. Well, no, not really. So, I don't like mice. Is the, this is the thing I'm trying to say? I hate them. All right, go ahead, babe. At this point, um, I was kind of believing there was something there. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked before on the episode where I talked about thinking there was a demon outside, I said that there was a stereo right by my bed, and it was there for a reason. And that reason was I used to hear voices through our ventilation ducts. What? You could just hear, it sound like whispering. And sometimes you could tell the difference. There would be two or three voices. One would be female, two different guys, but you could hear voices. And you, but you couldn't make out what they were couldn't saying? Couldn't make out what they were saying, but it was just kind of a whispering. Oh my God, I'd be so scared. And and it would it did scare me, and it scared me to the point to where I bought a stereo. To cover up the noise? And I put it there to play, and then if I woke up and, and I heard noises, I could just turn the stereo on just to try to cover it up. So that was the whole purpose I had a stereo next to me. Oh my gosh. Was to cover that up. And we would have situations, sometimes it was playful things. 
I mean, our house, you would have to know how this was set up. But when you walk into the living room of this house, there's one bedroom off to the right. And then there's a little bitty, um, I won't even say a hallway. It's, it's just a landing where you can go one of three ways. Straight into the bathroom, right to a bedroom, or left to the uh, kitchen slash dining room. And those rooms all have doors that lead to the other. So you can make a complete circle. So you go into the bedroom. There's a door that leads to another bedroom. There's a door that leads to a, a third extra room. And then a door that leads to the laundry room. And then straight to the kitchen. You can make I didn't a, know that. Yeah, you can make a complete circle. So the way the house was set up, if you went to the right, that was my sister's bedroom. And then you opened the door. And then it was my bedroom. And then you opened the door again. And, and there was a built-on room. And it's, we kind of used it as a, just a catch-all extra mm-hmm. room. And we kind of made it like a little TV room. Mm-hmm. Well, needless to say, one day I left and went into my sister's room to go out because everybody was out at the pool. Uh, the, we had a pool in the backyard. And I went to go out and I tripped over a toy. Mm-hmm. Don't remember exactly what a stuffed animal or something. Mm-hmm. I picked it up. I put it in a toy box. I went out there and I talked to the people. You know, my family was in the pool. I was out there talking to them about something. I come back in, went right back to my room, and that toy was right back in the same spot. No. No. From that point in time, I shut the door and I put a um, uh, console TV that I had in front of that door. And that door, until I moved out, which was like six years later... Never was opened up again. No, I completely. I was not going to. I would go back the other way. Now the other thing was, and this was the scariest thing. And I got two sisters that will vouch for this. We were in that little TV room one night. It's kind of kind of funny, but kind of wouldn't. So we've got the TV room, and you got the laundry room, and there's no door separating. It's just a big open space. So you know, we you could, uh, but there was carpet in that little extra room, the TV room, and in the other, uh, the dining room was like linoleum, and we had a couple of those throw rugs. You know, those things can be slippery. Oh yeah. And we were sitting in there watching TV one night, and all of a sudden, this shadow comes up on the wall. And we all notice it at the same time, and there's no light except for the TV, which is facing us, so there's there's nothing that could be putting a shadow on the wall. Yeah. And it looked like the image of a devil with horns. Get out of here with that. So we all just kind of looked at each other, and we're like, are you seeing this? And they're like, yeah. And then, all of a sudden, it's like the shadow turned sideways. Like, instantly turned sideways, as we're just sitting there with nothing to make the shadow... My sisters both jumped up and went to run out of the room. And, of course, as soon as they did, one of them hit the, uh, the throw carpet. <laughs> and slipped Probably. And slipped and fell going around the refrigerator. Because <laughs> our refrigerator used to be right there where the pantry is. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God. It was just like. But, I mean, that was one of the scariest things that had happened. Oh I mean, it was God. something that three of us all saw at the same time. Are and, you going to uh, have nightmares tonight? Uh, no. I'm, that's, I'm so used to it. It got to the point, in all honesty... Because we're going to wrap this show up a little bit early tonight. But it got to the point to where if the noises started happening, like the the whispers and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I would just say, hey, I need you to keep it down because I'm trying to sleep or this and that. And it literally would stop. And no way. I felt like that. I felt like that. There, I really felt like for the most part there was nothing bad in the house. But, you know push comes a shove considering some of the other stuff there might have been two or three other things go on but there was some theories as to what happened in the house we had some psychics come in from uh, L and actually do some stuff and oh we used to hear a baby cry all the time mm-hmm. uh, we would kind of hear it like right there in the between where i said there's a split for the yeah. three different rooms you would kind of hear a baby cry right there wow and the other thing is over on the right side of the house the land always seemed a little bit lower there mm-hmm. and we really couldn't get a whole lot to grow over there mm-hmm so these psychics come in. We don't really tell them much of anything. Yeah. We just said, hey, what do you see? They told us that 
back in the pioneer days, a uh, dad basically had his daughter was pregnant by a guy and had a baby out of wedlock. He killed all of them, what? buried them on the. He said they buried them on the side of the house. Oh crap! And then, or he said that he said that he buried the baby and the wife on the side of the house, and then. He died, or uh, he buried the boyfriend that got her pregnant in the back where that TV room was. So that's kind of what they said to deal with. So it, it, without us telling them anything, they said something about a baby. They said something about people dying, and that might have answered why the nothing was over on the side of the house where they were supposedly buried, where everything was a little bit lower. So could you guys, like, could you guys look that up somehow? We probably. I mean, you're, <clears throat> you're talking thirty years ago, thirty-five years ago. There really wasn't any internet or anything. Now it'd be oh almost gosh. impossible. Oh my gosh, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna have nightmares probably. So we're gonna wrap this show up. Uh, we do want to say that uh, next week's show is going to be awesome. We're putting a lot of effort into this one. It's going to be on the Amityville Horror, but we're not going to talk about the same old Amityville Horror that everybody talks about. We're not going to do what the movie's based on and, and the Lutzes and everybody. Everybody knows that story. What we're going to talk about is Ronald DeFeo. He's the guy that actually killed his whole family uh, right before the Lutzes moved in. He killed six people. And, man, there's some freaky stuff that went on with that guy. There's even some conspiracy th- stuff that maybe he didn't do it by himself, even though he's the one that, that uh, took the rap for all of it. But mm-hmm. we're going to get into all that, and uh, I think you're going to really find that show interesting. I just want to say that I really think you guys are awesome. We appreciate you all so much listening to this podcast. I mean, I mean, we get so excited just to look to see how many listens we've got and just, you know, the really nice comments that we have and everything. It really, really does mean a lot to us, guys. So we hope you all continue to listen. And, you know, I know this is a kind of a creepy podcast, but it's really interesting. But we all are full of love here. <laughs> We're not, you know, I don't know. It's just something that really interesting to talk about. But, you know, I just want to let you guys know we really do appreciate you all so much. And one thing you guys can do to help besides spreading the word, which you obviously have done, if you have an iTunes account, if not, sign up for one. Find us on iTunes and give us a rating. The higher the rating and the, the good reviews, the more easier it is for people to find us on there. And that's something I'm just now learning more about. So if you guys can do that, we would greatly that appreciate it. That would be awesome. It. Yes, it would be, honey. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. They would like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in. You're all invited back next week to this locality to have a heaping helping of their hospitality. Hillbilly, that is. Y'all come back now, dear.